It is one of the great American pony cars, Chevrolet's answer to the Ford Mustang. It has been a fixture of American racing, a track-ready V8-powered beast. The car has inspired fierce passion among fans. My wife was sitting with me, I said, we're gonna get that car. People name their Camaros. There are people that collect them. I like to say you can never have too many. But now, it's going away, and it's unclear if it will ever come back, in different shape or form. They would like to be 100% light vehicle electric by 2035. So yeah, every decision that's made uh, regarding the product portfolio from now until then uh, will be defined by that. So why did GM decide to put one of the most iconic American sports cars of all time to rest? And what does the future hold for the Chevrolet Camaro and its fans? I got my Camaro in 2009. I did that after watching the Transformers movie. When I saw that car change in the tunnel from the second gen into the fifth gen, and my wife was sitting with me, I said, we're gonna get that car. Francisco Mercado, who goes by Cisco, is a gearhead and car fan. My first car was a VW, 1965 VW Bug. I learned how to drive stick shift on that car. And uh, since then, I've had so many cars, I, I can't even count. He's had Mustangs, Dodges, and Camaros. That's his big love, ever since that Transformers movie nearly 15 years ago. Now he is the president of New York Fifth Gen, a club filled with fellow Camaro fans who collect, modify, wrench, and bond over what they consider to be the coolest, most fun car on the road. Sadly for these fans, though, the Camaro as they know it will soon be gone. Released in 1966, the Camaro was GM's answer to the Ford Mustang in the then-nascent domestic sports car segment. These were gas-guzzling, stylish, muscular cars meant for racing, cutting loose, or simply attracting attention. Like its rival, it was intended as a sports car for the people. The 1960s and 70s were the era for high-performance sedans, sometimes called muscle cars, and smaller coupes, sometimes called pony cars. The Camaro and Mustang were the latter. The car rolled into dealerships for the first time on September 29, 1966. It sold 221,000 units that year. Though it was a success, it was only about half the Mustang sold in 1964, the first year that vehicle was sold. However, over the years, the Camaro has made its own stamp on history. We focus a little bit more on the whole driving experience. It's not, it hasn't been just a straight line car. Camaros have been great handling cars, fun to drive, you know, everything from the, the latest ZL1, you know, going to Nürburgring, things like that, showing that it can you know, stretch beyond just what people think of as the muscle car. It can go up against true high-performance sports cars from anywhere. From the beginning, the car was closely connected with racing, like the Indy 500 in 1967 and 1969. The tradition continued for generations. The Z28 was introduced in 1967. 
Camaro's best year was 1979, 282,571 sold, and 85,000 of them were Z28s. Camaro has always been about affordable performance, really. You know, it's a two-door coupe, or convertible, <laughs> um, and you get you get reasonable, even though the base car, you get reasonable power, but you also get these really great v 8 That said, Camaros can be expensive. ZL1 can sell for $80,000 with the 1LE track package. They're not necessarily cheap, but they're cheaper than, um, than, than a lot of sort of luxury sports cars, or they're cheaper than a Corvette, right? They're cheaper than a Porsche, they're cheaper than a Ferrari. Um, but still, they're dynamic, they're exciting. They certainly do project an aura of youthfulness, um, you know, of attitude and, and a little bit of like, we're, we're out to have fun and we're out to go get there. I think it really does does cross sort of income levels. It crosses minorities, it crosses gender, it crosses all walks of life. However, the car is not known as the easiest to live with in its segment. The Camaro is notorious for having rather poor visibility. Outlets like Consumer Reports have noted it as one of the worst in its category. You've got some compromises in terms of what you can do with the vehicle, but it's all worth it when you're driving it. This is not the first time the Camaro has been discontinued. Declining sales led GM to pull it off the market in 2002. Scott Settlemeyer was a product manager for Camaro and ran auto shows for General Motors. He's also worked closely with the Camaro fan community online. I lobbied strong to get it to come back into the portfolio. And so we finally brought it back. Uh, we showed the concept in January of 2006 and I was able to invite 250 Camaro enthusiasts to the unveiling at the uh, North American International Auto Show in Detroit. And when we unveiled it, I had full-grown men burst into tears. I think there was such an outcry, you know, from the Camaro enthusiasts and things that uh, it's always been, it was always in the back of our minds to bring that back. And we did that uh, beautiful show car, 2006, which kind of brought back some of the heritage you know, Camaro, kind of a little bit of the, of the 69 Camaro in there. And when that was shown, it was shown as a concept, but once it was shown in the enthusiasm, so we have to get that to production. And basically it became, a, it was an early 2010 model when it came out in 2009. And, um, and that was a big hit. 61,000 units sold in 2009 when it was introduced again. Through 2014, sales were consistently in the 80,000 range, and this time it sold better than its rival Mustang. But by 2019, sales had fallen to about 48,000, the lowest in years. And it lagged far behind competitors. There are a few reasons why this happened. First of all, people just aren't buying sports cars like they used to. By 2010, the infiltration of the crossover utility vehicle was well underway, and since then, the segment has taken over. Cars made up 43% of all sales in 2010. In 2022, they made up 19%. Sports cars, already a niche segment at just over 5% of the market in 2010, were less than 2% in 2022. Crossovers, broadly described, are vehicles that include elements of cars, such as unibody construction, but look more like sport utilities. Those have gone from 25% of the market to almost 50%. Pickup trucks have also gained share, from 14% to almost 20%. If you add up trucks, SUVs, and crossovers, that's three quarters of the market. 
I'm kind of old school hardcore. I love sports cars, you know, like the Camaro and the Corvette. But, you know, the SUV design, you know, crossover, they do so many things well. The Camaro sold 24,652 units in 2022, while that is a 12.6 increase from 2021. Compared to the Chevrolet Silverado, it's a fraction. GMC Sierra, Cadillac Escalade, pretty much all of GM's best-selling vehicles are pickup trucks and SUVs. The Corvette, Camaro's pricier sports car sibling, outsold the Camaro by only about 10,000 units. Making the case for a sports car with a big V8 engine is also getting harder. Another reason the Camaro has declined in popularity. Well, there are a lot of things changing. Obviously, there's a lot of regulations coming the way with emissions and fuel economy and things like that that have to be balanced going forward. The Biden administration has released the toughest fuel economy regulations ever. Stellantis, a GM competitor, saw the writing on the wall. They plan to end production of the gasoline-burning version of the Challenger, which outsold both the Mustang and the Camaro in 2022. So far, the plan seems to be a fully electric vehicle. For now, Ford has kept its two-door Mustang, but has also attached the Mustang brand to a four-door electric crossover called the Mach-E. Chevy unveiled a hybrid version of its Corvette in January 2023. Every year, the federal government releases a report that ranks the fleet-wide fuel efficiency and CO2 emissions of every automaker selling cars in the U.S. In 2021, the most recent data available, Dodge parent Stellantis was ranked the worst, followed by GM and Ford. Despite its plans to aggressively push into EVs, GM's corporate average fuel economy actually dropped from the previous year. Those new Biden rules? Those require an average of 49 miles per gallon across an automaker's fleet by 2026, more than twice that of GM's fleet-wide average. The Camaro gets an average of about 25 miles per gallon for the four-cylinder, but that quickly drops to 16 miles per gallon for the V8 version. That is for a car that makes up a tiny share of GM's U.S. sales, just over 1%. They do have to meet more and more strict regulations. So the decision has to be made, does this vehicle fit within that space? Do we have enough offset credits? Are we just going to pay a fine for having it? And how does that fit in that broader uh, portfolio? Finally, the Camaro might also just be a casualty of the tough times the auto industry has had to endure in the last few years. Camaro production was affected by the 2019 GM worker strike, which cost GM about $4 billion that year, a lot more money than investors had expected. Then plants were shut down in 2020, and supply chain shortages plagued the industry in 2021 and 2022. GM had to make difficult decisions as to what they were going to build. And with that, with that plant, it wasn't that easy to, to turn it back on just to build Camaros and keep that plant running at a good space. The challenge is that in killing the Camaro, GM is pulling an iconic brand name with a loyal and enthusiastic fan base behind it. It's tough to uh, get uh, a sticky brand name and so you could see a reincarnation or a rebranding of this same name under but under EV or an SUV brand for sure, yeah. Chevy's going to remain a performance brand, you know, we're going to still be racing, you know, Camaro's going to stay active in, in racing for the future, EVs are going to be high performance. You know, we have SS models, we have RS models on other products. A future Camaro EV is likely. That's the direction everyone seems to be moving in, direct competitors and the larger industry, including GM itself. 
Camaro is currently built on the same platform and at the same plant as some of the Cadillac vehicles. And the plan so far is to take that brand electric. This one's kind of run its course and uh, we'll move on to what, whatever's next. They're not making any statements or uh, proclamations of what's happening, but you know, we don't think this is the end of Camaro's chapter in history or Camaro's story. Just like we've done in the past, it, it had a little bit of a hiatus and when we have the right technology, we'll, we'll come forward and bring it back. If you look at the EV side, startup uh, margins, operating margins are somewhere in the thir negative 30, negative 40 for a lot of the electric vehicle OEMs. Uh, and so there is a, a long road ahead in trying to get those margins back to the 10 to 15% uh, operating margins that uh, Tesla has. GM, like most legacy automakers, is not making money on EVs. It expects to make single digit profits on its EV portfolio by 2025. As you move the portfolio, how do you balance uh, the 90% of your portfolio that is declining on the combustion engine side and slowly increase the electric vehicle portfolio that's, you know, let's say sub 10% to 30%, but it has, it's a massive profitability drag on you. So, um, so I, I think that is a very, uh, it's a tightrope that it's a balancing act for, uh, for GM. And that's why we kept it in neutral because they first need to get to profitability on the EV side. GM is also ramping up its EV portfolio at a time of brutal price competition. Tesla is cutting prices everywhere globally. Um, and at the same time, you have the other OEMs are trying to come in. Um, they have they are starting off with fairly negative uh, profitability on the EV side. The market, especially for high performance, high price EVs, is crowded. Longtime rivals are either jumping in or broadcasting their plans. A lot of the low-hanging fruit is probably getting taken out by Tesla, given that they were first to market. And so as you try to penetrate the market more, you need to bring pricing down. The average price of an EV was just over $61,000 in 2022. That's just a few thousand lower than the average price of a luxury vehicle. As of May 2023, Camaros start at $26,000. GM has pledged to sell a lot of EVs at mainstream prices. The automaker is targeting about $30,000 for its upcoming Chevrolet Equinox EV, for example, but that is still over $3,000 more than the base price for the internal combustion version. Then, of course, there is the issue of charging. One in four car buyers considering an EV don't have and can't install charging at home, for example. Then there is the experience of driving the car. It has to have a Camaro sound. Now, I don't know how you do that with an electric motor. Electric motors not only produce different sounds, they drive differently. The weight is balanced differently because there is no engine. Instead, there is a huge, heavy battery at the base of the car. Electric motors deliver power differently. There is instant torque, the kind that can throw people back into their seats. Fans are taking GM at its word that this is not the end of the Camaro's story. What I would say to the average Camaro guy today is keep the faith. The car is coming back and you won't be disappointed. It's going to come back, but what form is it going to come back in? It has to appeal to the Camaro owners. It'll be electric and you'll have some people dragging their feet and oh, kicking and crying. No, I don't want, I don't want. But I guarantee you when they get into that car and they feel the power and they feel the torque without no noise, but they'll have to get used to that.